Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hustle and Heart. This is Sophie Wang. This is Chinmay Sakari. And today is a sad boy hours day (laughs) for me. Um, But this is my last episode on the pod. Um, And Jemai and I have talked about this a little bit. I think it is time for me to pass on the baton. And I know that you are absolutely going to carry on the legacy with amazing grace and all of the good things. So I am absolutely so excited for that. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so it's just me and Sophie today. Um, I guess we're just going to reflect and share our favorite moments or maybe Sophie's favorite moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's been a great, I guess, mentor for me through um, teaching me not only about the pod, but like, I guess you've taught me a lot about what it is to, I guess, I've done so much improv in my life, but like, I've never met someone who's so authentic and genuine in her voice and like just is so powerful in the way she talks um on the pod but there was so much to learn from that from her authentic self and being genuine on the pod and just carrying that on and uplifting others through her um episodes but yeah that warms my heart (laughs) (laughs) oh I Thank you so much, Chin. I think it has definitely been a growth journey for me too. Like I know when Nikki and I started the pod, it literally just was a rando idea that I had. And within a few weeks, we had the app downloaded. We had put out our first episode and I had no idea that we would get to the place where later on you would have been brought in. You were thrown into it too. Like, honestly, I just, I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I was like, Chin, you want to be on the pod? Yeah, okay, we're going to record now. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to record every couple of weeks. I really did throw you into it. I remember because I, well, I didn't know Sophie at all before. I guess we hadn't had a single interaction before <laughs> your web, like your art gallery. Yeah. Um, and so I saw, yeah, and I saw you at the art gallery. I think it was in December. And then I like chatted with you and then you're like, oh, we should grab coffee or we should talk or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, definitely. And then. We met up at Starbucks and then like 10 or 15 minutes after we started talking, you were like, you have such a soothing voice. Yes, you do. You're like, you have such a soothing voice. Like, it's really like, it's a podcasty voice. And I was like, oh, like, thank you. And then you're like, would you be interested in being a potential co-host for my podcast? And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh oh my God, of course. Um, And then we just hit it right off the bat, um, second semester, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I guess this has taught me a lot about just adjusting and being flexible, even, like, after we hadn't had an actual, like, face-to-face interaction, and yeah, almost, th- it's been almost three months now, so, which is crazy, but, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so before I guess we dive in anymore, we got to do our highs and lows of the week, so I can start us off um, with lows, I think. For me, I am now back at my, like, roommate's house, so with my six roommates, but only two of them are here, and um, that has been a really great change of environment and pace, Um, so a lot of, like, 
dinners, like wine nights, Mario Kart, we're bringing that back, some like clothing swaps, deep talks, all the good stuff. But unfortunately, they are two individuals that, I mean, this isn't unfortunate, but it's unfortunate for me because there are two individuals that like to go to bed quite late, and I like to go to bed around 12 (laughs) a.m., so I, you know, am kind of tempted to just kind of stay up and have, have more fun. And then, um, unfortunately, my body's kind of wired to, like, wake up around 9 or 10 now. So even if I go to bed around 1 or 2, I'm waking up at 9 or 10. So I'm getting, you know, sometimes 6 hours of sleep, 7 hours of sleep. Not my favorite. Um, and I think my body, like, kind of feels it the next day. And then I'm like, I'll never do this again. And then, of course, I do. So that is something that I'm not um, particularly proud of and I'm trying to work on. Yeah. Um, for my high, I think I've mentioned this before, but I don't think I've verbalized it necessarily. I've decided, and this is a stretch goal, so it will take some time, but I'm going to run a marathon. And I <laughs> just, her eyes just got wide. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think I mentioned this earlier on a pod episode. At the beginning of spring semester, I could only run one to two miles. Now I'm at seven to eight miles so we've made some progress um still so much to be made I know there are a couple of people that have been giving great tips shout out to Peter shout out to Sreethi but overall um I've decided why not why not (laughs) that's great um I'm happy with your goal I remember you were telling me in the beginning of the semester that you were not that big of a runner and then yeah once quarantine hit you were like I'm getting back on running I'm getting back on um cardiovascular exercise (laughs) dancing um and I was like yeah um I really feel the sleeping late or even your body being wired to wake up at 10 or 11 Mm -hmm. I I guess my low has been partially waking up late and then it has I guess affected my eating habits so Mm. low is I haven't been eating that much in the past few weeks because I am not the person who calorie counts. I don't really look at, I don't even look at macronutrients that much. I just look at what I'm eating and like what my mom cooks, um, which usually has like a mix of just like protein, fat or carbs or veggies and like all those nutrients. But because I've been waking up late, my dad, like the other day just asked me, he was like, what did you eat today? And I was like, oh, I just had oatmeal and I had eggs and then I had tea and it was like 5 p.m. And then like... (laughs) that's like a breakfast I I feel like I know because I have I wake up at like 11 or 12 and then I'll do yoga and then I look at the kitchen it's usually a mess because my family's so busy they don't have time to clean up so I usually clean up the kitchen first and then by the time I actually have my first meal it'll be like two so my oh wow it's it's really crazy and it's it was a big realization for me the other day when my dad just asked me and then I was like oh shoot this is not like good because he was like and then he saw what I ate for dinner, which was, like, I had, um like, rice and, like, beans. And, like, he was just – I had, like, lentils. um And he was, like, okay. So he was, like, Tamaya, you just had about, like, just 700 calories today. And, like, a normal person has to eat, like, an average of 2,000. Yeah. Just, like, you know. Because you're burning – you're burning calories even when you're just doing yeah. nothing, too. Yeah. Exactly. Like, when you're sleeping and it could affect your sleep also because if you don't get the – enough nutrients so I just figured everything out I was like this is why I'm waking up so late and not getting good quality of sleep 
Mm. Why I feel so drained and like low. So now um, I guess my low has just been realizing that I haven't been eating that much and I need to work to eat more and then just prioritize Mm -hmm. that throughout the day Um, and just eat a little bit more healthy, I guess, um, and use up all the veggies and fruits we have before they go bad because my mom buys so much (laughs) lately. Same. I don't know if you can relate, but like as a child and just in general, I like my parents didn't really buy me snacks. They would just like make like fruit platters and like yeah. that would be my snack. My mom, I would have friends over. My mom would bring like a plate of just like chopped apples and I'd be like, or like mixed grapes with like berries and like that would be my snack. So yeah, big produce, yeah. big produce family. Yeah, yeah. My mom just leaves out like blueberries in the kitchen. She like leaves out blueberries, strawberries, like for us to go down and eat them. Um, which I really appreciate because that helps us eat those things and then it also helps not waste them when she buys all of them. And then my high has been just, it's been, it's been getting so nice out lately with the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago's so gross. Like the weather here is so disgusting and unpredictable all the time. Like it'll be raining for three days straight and then you get like two hours of it being so nice and sunny and then everyone's out and then it goes back to like storming. So, um, I'm enjoying the stillness with, like, nature outside. Um, I've been going on really nice drives. I've been going to forest preserves, like, near my house and just, like, walking there and just, like, listening to music and spending time with myself. Um, I found a sense of, like, just, like, inner peace and just, like, calmness with that. Um, like, spending time with myself in nature. I feel like there's some sort of, like, healing aspect to that. Um, but yeah, those are my highs and lows. I love that. I think with your low, that reminds me of, I love how, and you know, I think you do this a lot as you examine your habits, you reflect on them and you think about kind of if you want to change them or you want to continue to evolve them moving forward. I think that's something that you, you just have that self-awareness and like desire to improve your daily habits with. And I think with that, like I can relate to that. And I, kind of the term golden 20s I think everyone is like oh you need to make the most of this time you should be at your peak health your peak best self and I am trying to stray away from that because I think that mindset is unhealthy but what I do think is healthy is exactly what you do in reflecting on your habits because even if your body right now is going to be completely fine no matter what type of habits you have these habits are going to serve you 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. And that's really when building those habits now is going to make things so much easier and make you like, it's going to add years onto your life. Like when you're learning how to eat healthy, when you're sleeping a good amount, when you're going out into nature and being in touch with just yourself and wanting to cultivate that relationship with yourself, that will serve you so much longer down the road. And that's something that drives me and the reason why I think I'm so passionate about like habits, <laughs> because I mean, I could be perfectly fine just staying up until 2, 3 a.m., probably multiple times a week, maybe eating one to two meals a day, maybe eating one meal a day. Like I'd be fine. But long term wise, I'm, you know, we're both serving ourselves for the future. Right. No, this um, being at home and with the whole stay at home order these past few months and now that it's slowly like unfolding and starting to get like back to like quote-unquote normal um it's really made me look like look back and reflect on how I I'm not proud of like how 
hectic of a life I used to live before. Mm, um, yeah. And it's it's crazy because the things we want to do, we always push them to the last of our priority list because it's like you don't have time. You have all these other things to do. And it's like I want to just get – I'm happy to be in a routine where I just focus on myself, stay at home, um, just – like track my own progress and like enjoy little things like like having a nighttime routine um it's it's been so nice like um brushing my teeth or like flossing like like washing my face and doing moisturizing and like yeah um, showering and like just getting into bed around like 12 and like having some like alone time like peaceful time before I do sleep and before I remember like I used to barely have any of this like stillness when I would get ready to like go thinking about oh like I have these 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 things to do and like quickly shower quickly get into bed and then go on my lap yeah some work um but I guess long-term wise like mental health wise also it's good to keep these habits because I think when I think of these I think of my like grandparents or I think of like older generations who just are so in they're so at peace with themselves when they do things or they're very calm they're very productive at the same time and I do think technology and our just like rapid like moving world right now has a huge downplay on our mental health I totally agree with that I was listening to a podcast episode um recently about I think it was the science of happiness by Sam Harris but He talked about how he brought in a guest and she mentioned how our phones have just drastically changed our lives. And we still don't know the scientific impacts and the psychological impacts that technology has because it's, you know, newer. But one thing that she mentioned was this analogy of a wheelbarrow where we are carrying in our hands at all times you know, a collection of literally thousands of things and thousands of pieces of information. So just imagine like you're at a restaurant with just a loved one and next to your table or on your table is this humongous wheelbarrow and it has every single photo in your phone printed out. It has all of your text printed out. It has all the videos and just apps that you use all printed out on sheets of paper. So it's this humongous stack of just content and information obviously that's a distraction it's going to distract you and in some way or another it's adding some sort of mental clutter to your life and so you think about that and the manifestation of what that phone is in terms of a wheelbarrow and it's like we are literally carrying all of that clutter around with us at all things so even if it's turned off like in a way it could still be psychologically distracting us which I just find to be fascinating Um, yeah. And also the other thing that you said about kind of being so busy and kind of just like rushing into things with that hectic lifestyle, I think it kind of ties into like a, a a work to play culture aspect where it's like, we're going to work so hard. We're going to do our job. We're going to get things done. And that's our priority. And then we'll play. But I think it's interesting because at what point do we spend too much time working and then not enough time playing and we end up sacrificing um some of our other long-term priorities that don't seem as urgent but are just as important no and I think of that I think of definitely like my grandma and grandpa on my mom's side because 
my grandpa is he worked at a bank um had a normal like nine to five job and once his job was done he was home with like my mom and like her siblings and they spent their family time and then they had like a routine like they'd go to bed at like 10 like like everything was just so set in place my mom would tell me and I think one of the things um in our new culture like our new I guess era is associating our passions with our work and so we can't Mm. find a difference between the two because we get so caught up in the same thing which is our work is our passion and then our passions are our work so where is where do we draw the line of this is when my work time ends and this is when I just give myself my own time and I spend time with my friends or my family um and half the time our our work is on our phones so we have such an easy excuse Mm. to just go back on our phones I've been realizing this because of my new like meme account like (laughs) like yeah yes plug the username plug stupid zodiac no underscore no like misspellings just stupid zodiac um follow her (laughs) yeah so like because of my new account that I've been trying to grow I've noticed myself giving so many excuses when I'm just at the dinner table or if I'm downstairs with my family and I'm on my phone and they're like like what are you doing and I'm like oh like give me just like a few minutes I'm I'm, like posting this meme or I'm making this meme or and it's like yeah big Big me I know I'm like so into the meme culture now (laughs) look through my like safari like history um yeah yeah I think staying organized and disciplined and just respecting your own time as much as you would your work time um that's really important I think um yeah I agree I think like also and this is a question I love to ask anyone when I'm doing (laughs) informational (laughs) interviews um (laughs) is what are your non-negotiables because I think um it it's it doesn't have to be this huge like big thing where you have this list of things that you just don't sacrifice and it matches your values which matches your long-term goal for your life I think more so it's just like at the end of the day do you know and are you aware enough to realize what is most important to you and what you're not willing to sacrifice and I talk about this with one of my best friends Trissa is as we're getting older, I know, I know, I'm only <laughs> 20, but like as we're getting older, we tolerate less. And that means tolerating less drama. It means tolerating less toxicity. It means tolerating less of overcrossing boundaries. Maybe it means tolerating less of bad food, fast food. Maybe it means tolerating less of just like social media consumption, like just any of those. And I think it's almost in a way like we're getting more sensitive to our surroundings because we're choosing to be more self-aware. Um, at least that's how I feel about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really like insightful. When I think about the whole, I'm not, this is so shocking. I'm not even 20 yet. I'm still 19. Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, everyone called me that. Cause I'm, when I moved around so much when I was younger, I was placed like a year, like a grade above like my own age group. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm not 20 yet, so I don't know the whole, like, the golden 20s. Everyone is, I know everyone who turns 20 is like, oh my gosh, I'm 20. But when I think about golden 20s, I also think about the balance between having fun and then having the rest time that you need because 
I remember when I was in high school, I had, well, we were at home and I think having like a family to just ground you and having a family to just make you realize like, hold on, like you're, you're getting like too ahead of yourself. That was good to keep myself grounded and to keep myself aware of when my patterns were becoming unhealthy or when I was getting too busy. Um, But when we're at school, it's so hard. And when we grow up, it's, that's the hardest thing to do is you don't have your parents all the time around you to like ground you so you have yeah. to play that like parenting role for yourself and you have to do it it's something that you can't just be like mm, I'm just gonna be a parent like two days a week like <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. major that's so interesting I think um I watched this <laughs> have you ever seen those YouTube videos where it's like where like um automated voice will like read out like a reddit thread <laughs> I know what you're talking about, about. <laughs> I like binge watched a couple of those recently <laughs> who knows how I got there but it was like one thread that was being read out loud was um what are some things that you like would tell mm. your younger self now that you are like 40 50 or yeah. like something like that like past your golden 20s and a lot of it was just about your habits and also about kind of relationships and family and keeping in touch with people and also just learning to rest and learning not to like mm. binge not only in food but in media in Any alcohol pattern. in sex in anything yeah um so very interesting <laughs> what recommend <laughs> yeah moderation is key but um yeah I think and I guess with us just talking about how we're kind of growing and evolving like specifically with the pod I feel like after starting it with Nikki, you know, with some of my favorite episodes being, you know, like the one with Simone Sue on like going green and the one with my tray on EQIQ and just a, a, like definitely a, a lot of them. Um, I think I've learned a few things and I guess I just want both of us to like talk a little bit about what we've learned about this experience. And I think one of them is the value of genuine conversation and active listening um, because that's literally what a podcast is supposed to be. It's where we're having a quality conversation and we're literally listening with intent, not to just reply, but to take in and absorb what the other person is saying. And I've felt like you have allowed me to, so you've just sparked so many ideas with what you say in me. And then I feel like I'm genuinely heard when I share things with you and with all of the guests that we've had on the pod. And that's a skill I think that you learn to develop. Um, it's, it's not something that you just come out <laughs> of the womb with. Um, and I think, so that's one thing that I've learned. And I think the other thing is just, um, just like, kind of I think the pod was the beginning of me stretching myself out of my comfort zone and leaning more into kind of accomplishing the things I want to without being afraid of what other people will think because it's it's not easy to put yourself out there and um when I was sharing my episodes with my friends and family like that's something that like I was a little shy about too at the beginning and even just voicing my true opinions that as well and I think it this experience has made me feel more bold and um it is an accomplishment that I'm so incredibly proud of and very very grateful for so I think those are my two biggest takeaways what about you well 
I, I completely agree with the whole genuine and the listening aspect of it. I, I completely feel heard when I do talk to you, Sophie, on the pod. Um, and I feel like you have such a care and just it's it's like a little family that we create, I feel like, on the pod with whatever guests we do bring on. Um, and I think it's it's sort of like a safe space for us to share all of our emotions. And it it does also for me because it feels like a safe space. I feel a little eerie or just a little just Ugh, like I don't know the like the right word to describe it when I do have to share it with friends and family who I do know really well um but at the same yeah. time this is it's it's a learning aspect for yourself and it's good to push yourself and discomfort is is like the ultimate way for you to grow as a person um but I guess what I've learned I've learned the most is to listen and to just try to understand someone else's struggles and what they're going through in life um, to really be there for the other person, um, for your guest or for your co-host. Um, Cause you never know like what little piece of advice or what little comment or whatever will stick with you the most and make you want to improve in your life or make a change in behavior. Um, but yeah, like every single episode has been such a journey and such a new learning experience. Cause I know definitely one of my favorites has been the EQIQ one. And I just talking like about something so raw, like this, the conversation just came up out of nowhere. Um, and just talking mm-hmm. about how EQ is, there aren't that many tangible results and just the new learnings and the findings we had really stuck with me. And even um, like the wellness and like taking care of your like body and, um the episode we had with Mm -hmm. Elena our former um our Wibbelum that was a great episode also because um it was in the beginning of our quarantine I'm sure um when everyone needed to try to just sit still with their bodies and their minds um but those were definitely some of my favorite moments and then obviously um Kit's traveling episode so amazing um but yeah, I, each one has been a new adventure and a new learning experience, and um, you never know what the other person has to say or what the other person has to offer. So it's it's always good to listen, and it's always good to offer your own genuine advice or feedback that you would want to give. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, and I will attribute this to you, Shemai, is... I think I, so I've been meditating for 22 days now. I'm checking my streak on Headspace. And I literally think that hearing you talk about it so much and how important it is to you caused it to stick into my brain to when I had this opportunity to get like a free Headspace membership and start it. I was like, this is going to be like an easy decision to make because I have heard so Mm -hmm. much good from it and how important it is to you and I think that's just one of the ways where something part of your lifestyle that is so integral I've now um, put into mine because because I because of yeah, how you oh my about God. It. yeah I do not thank me thank my dad because you literally like shoves it in my brain like mm. to meditate um yeah the the main takeaway I have from meditating is just that it's like why not like just try it I mean I know so many of my friends um yeah I know, I know my boyfriend always has such a tough time just sitting alone with his thoughts, but I think when yeah. I read this quote somewhere where it's like, when you don't think that you have the time to meditate is when you need it the most, um, which really stuck with me because it's like, yes, yeah, so if you can't mm-hmm. take 
five minutes to sit still with your thoughts and with your brain, then what are you doing? Like, are you aware of your actions? Are you aware of whatever you're doing in your everyday life? But yeah, it's, um, I think it's taught me a lot about discipline also, because it's just, you wake up and you just meditate in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, it goes back into like our, the whole conversation we had about habits and, um, in integrating your habits into your daily life and shaping that yeah yeah well I am again so thankful for everyone who has listened from the beginning and you know we're three seasons um out and um yeah it's been it's been amazing it's I I love it I love being a co-host I love meeting new people and I've loved working with you Chin and Nikki like if you're listening to this I am so 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 grateful for you and all that you do and have done um but since this is my last episode I think that I just want everyone to know that I love you all so much and I can't wait to see what the future holds Chin do you want to like tease out anything potentially that you're looking forward to for the future if not then we'll just start yeah no I'm looking forward to new conversations definitely having you and Nikki back on the pod as future guests (laughs) um (laughs) I'm sure that'll be um really nostalgic um but yeah I'm excited I I'm happy that I don't know what's in store for this um pod because that's the best way to go with it the best approaches are those spontaneous ones but yeah, looking forward to new conversations and new experiences and learnings with our guests that we have. Um, it's truly an honor to have you, Sophia, as my mentor and my co-host. And I can't wait um, to see what you do. Yeah, this is so Yay! sad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I just. I have nothing but love and gratitude and um, yeah. So I guess we'll just wrap up, but thank you all for listening to this episode of the pod. I again, love you all so much and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for. I 